Hi, Gorge. Welcome back to a new episode of Standard Definition, where we talk about the now, the before, and the later, and we review, review, I can't even do the fucking intro right, and we review RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Yeah, this season is revving up to be an amazing, amazing, an amazing, amazing, an amazing, 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 amazing season. But before I even get into the episode, I want to just talk a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race UK. So, like I mentioned before, I won't be reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race UK on Standard Definition just because... Um, you know, UK isn't the US, so they're not really considering our TV schedule when they're airing their TV shows because they have a whole, you know, they're doing their own thing in the UK, clearly. So, with that being said, it seems like World of Wonder, which is um, an international production company, didn't consider the fact that there are RuPaul's Drag Race stands in the U.S. that watch all international versions as well as review them. So, they aired U.K., um, what, 10 days after U.S.? So, it's just like these two seasons are going to overlap for the most part until, like, both of their finales. So, it's like, okay, I can't review UK, but I will talk about it briefly in each episode, being as though UK premieres, UK airs Thursday and US airs Friday. So, you know, I have I will have already watched UK by the time US airs. So, let's just start. Um, You know, since we're not reviewing UK, I'm going to just do this rapidly. It's probably going to be like five minutes. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Okay. So, my standouts... Mind you, watching the Meet the Queens, if you remember my Meet the Queens, when I watched it, I said that UK was boring, and I completely 100% wholeheartedly take that back, because I think that the season of UK is going to be better than season 13, because the first episode in itself was iconic, and it's kind of like incomparable, because the US's premiere was split into two groups, but either or i feel like if the queens were together they couldn't have produced the um you know amount star quality that the uk girls have so right off the bat my two favorites i'll do five i'll do four favorites i'll do four to be fair first two queens that are my top two in my heart are lawrence shani and ellie diamond the two scottish queens ironically and you know, I fell in love with both of their Meet the Queens, so I was really excited. But, you know, I was scared that, you know, there might have been something. But they came in, looks down, personality down. I can tell that they can act, do comedy, probably not sing and dance, but those aren't really, you know, whatever. They're needed, but not needed, if you get what I'm saying. So, Lawrence Chaney and... Ellie Diamond are my top two, but if I had to choose two more, I would choose, um, oh, that's kind of, I mean, it's not really, it's, it's hard, but it's not that hard. I guess I would have to choose Ahura because, yeah, Ahura, I feel like she served a solid first episode and it's, it would be a mix of in a tie between Bimini Bamboulash and Cherry Valentine. Okay, screw it. We have a top five. So, Lauren Shaney, Ellie Diamond, Bimini Bamboulash, Cherry Valentine, and Ahura. 
are my top five queens. And prior to the season started, I think some of my faves were... Oh, honorable mention goes to Joe Black. She went home first, but I loved what she brought the first episode. Or he, excuse me. So, yeah. Standouts in the look departments also go to Lauren Shaney, Ellie Diamond. They had solid episodes as far as runways go. Um, horror. I loved her Vivian Westwood look. Um, I love Tace's, um hometown look she's a welsh girl i loved her hometown look what other looks did i really really like i love tia coffee's looks too tia coffee she's not in my top but i do like her and i do think she will perform this season so yeah um next time i come on my next episode of rupaul's drag race you know the real and standard definition i'll come with like a a bulleted outline little mini review of uk because i kind of am really interested in this season i don't want to let it just fall under the wayside so, without further ado, let's get into this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 3, titled Phenomenon. So, I had a strong, strong feeling that this episode was literally going to mirror the last episode and i think this is the most annoying part of this premiere for this season is that on the first episode we got all of the queens but in the same way like two by two same format same everything it was redundant then we got the the, the winners premiere so you know that was a fresh new thing because we hadn't seen the premiere but i knew this losers premiere was going to exactly mirror that so, excuse me, first of all. So, we get the um queens from the winners coming back in from their um, non-elimination. You know, we get the girls talking about um Simone and Olivia's lip sync, blase, blase, daddy drag, bloom, next episode. We get the pork chop queens coming in. And everybody's just, it's just, just overall feeling of, like, vindication and, like, you know, like, yeah, we literally were almost not here, so let's fight. So everybody is basically in this fighting spirit, honestly. So yeah, we get Mother Rue coming in and explaining, you know, this kind of same speech that she explained last episode when, you know, we're not losers, losing is a new winning, blase, 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 blase. You know, Mother Rue's being very much Oprah, very much Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants this season. But I'm here for it. Nevertheless, I'm here for the motivational. So, they announce, or RuPaul announces, that the mini challenge is a runway challenge, exactly like the last episode, where they have to do a day look and a night look. Well, it's, I don't think it's the same looks. It's the same, like, I don't know, concept, but I guess they titled it differently, I think. Because this episode, I heard Lady in the Vamp. So, day look, night look, they have to contrast. The girls find that out, and they instantly start getting ready blase blase and it instantly switches to the narrative of kamora can't do shit on time she can't do shit on time and like literally that's what it turns into it turns into oh my god kamora's on the struggle bus oh my god kamora is taking all of this time to put nothing on her face very very valentina tease um now we have five minutes remaining and all of the girls are like full beat wigs, lacing up their garments. Basically, 
heading to the runway and she doesn't even have on a wig yet let alone a garment so it's just like no one really knows that she's going to be able to make it to the runway and Denali says that it's a running joke that it's like a running joke that okay in Chicago if call time is 10 30 oh Comora started getting ready after lunch basically she takes forever to get ready so, without further ado, we move to the runway, and we get this little moment of, like, oh, my God, we're waiting for Kamara. They did not have to put that in there. But, lo and behold, all the queens are lined up on the, you know, the loading dock, ready to go on the runway, and Kamara's still in the fucking workroom putting on pantyhose, girl. Get it together, girl. But, lo and behold, the runway starts. So, yeah, the runway is starting. Mind you, I don't have no this episode. I'm literally watching the episode as it's going. I'm doing a good job at it. I'm doing a good job at it. So, if I do get mixed up, blase, blase, don't mind you. So, first up is Denali. Category is Lady. And she's giving um, a nice blue, blue, blue look. It's very, very contrast. I like the flowers on her. I don't really like the, um, the fact that the tool is coming um lower than the dress cut but i like the fact that you know i like the blue pumps i like the lacing of the flowers coming down they're forget me nots which is the flower of alaska um which is her hometown i love the hair i'm no i don't really like the hair i'm lying i don't really like the hair it looks like a shake and go in the sense of she just pulled it out her suitcase and put it on but not a shake and go in the sense of it's not a shake and go so yeah Next up, we have Joey J. Um, too real. It's too, too real. And I'm not even saying that it's too real because of um, the fact that she doesn't have a wig on. I think it's too real as, like, too real woman. Like, this is literally something that she would wear out as if she was, like, a biological woman. And she even explained, like, this is a woman going out because her kids are at daycare or whatever. So, whatever. Next up, we have Rosé. Um, I love, love, love this look. It's a hand-painted dress. It's giving me very, like, art pop vibes. Like, very, 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 very good. And it's a little gag on the back. She has a R bag and then Ose written on the back of her dress. So, when she puts the R next to the Ose, it spells her name. Rosé. Yay. Math. So, but what I will say about this is that I don't feel like she's selling it. Like, I just don't feel like she's selling it. I don't feel like she's selling it in the way I want it to be sold. But, whatever. Nevertheless, she sold it. It was cute. Next up, we have Tamisha Iman. And I love this look on Tamisha Iman. I had to grow on it because I didn't get the styling of what it was but when i looked closely i love the hair and pant i love the little sheer robe that she has over the jumpsuit like i love the heel i love the jewelry i love the natural little little curl wig i just love tamisha iman can i just say i'm going to do a lot of loving of tamisha iman this episode like i just love the pink against her skin i always love her makeup she has that nice pageant makeup i love tamisha i love tamisha so next up we have attica huh utica (laughs) and she's giving like this pink 
not pink. She's giving like this rainbow confection of a ball pit fantasy, like ball pit fantasy meets um, preschool teacher with the glasses. Um, she's very, 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 very mod, very 60s, very, 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 very that. And I love it. She's just such a goof. She's just literally a clown. And I love it. It's like she's a one of her kind, literally. So, yeah, Utica is a slam, a slam run, slam dunk. Um, yeah, music powers down. They did this little mini little thing of, uh, oh, we're going to power down when Kamora is coming. So next up, we have Kamora. Um, I'm not a fan of this. It doesn't fit her well. It looks like a little droopy. Um, like, it's fitted at the top. But once it goes down, the the fit gets kind of loose, and it kind of looks like it's heavy on her, honestly. But it's like a white little, like, stewardess. No. It's like, it's very, very Christian Dior, but I can't, it's it's just 50s. It's 50s, honestly. It's literally 50s, something that a 50s housewife will wear, or a 50s maid. I don't like her makeup, though, honestly. It's too muted. And that's the last queen for today. Look, next up is V-A-M. Vamp of the night. And first up, we have Denali. Denali is giving us this sheer... Why are the queens wearing a lot of sheer in the runway theme this episode-ish? We're here, we're sheer, get used to it. Um, yeah, so basically, she's wearing this Moschino-inspired, um, sheer ballroom look i love it i really do love it i love how the freaking fabric is just so flowy and she's just sung it i really do love denali i do 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 love denali i really do i've loved her since the meet the queens honestly since her promo look but next up we have joey J. and i love this look on joey J. I do i love this look on joey J. it's like very black very spooky ooky not very that much spooky but it's just very dark and just like i love the fact that she changed the color in her shortcut to red her whole face her makeup is really really good um yeah her pads are good her waist is snatched she's like a dominatrix and i'm loving it i really am so next up we have rose and when I first saw this look on Rosé, I didn't really get it. I had to learn to love it, but I do agree that's too much going on. Um, Yeah, it's just, like, a lot going on. Apparently, it's Alexander McQueen expired. A lot of designers, we have a Dior, Alexander McQueen, Moschino. We have a lot of references this runway. But, excuse me, but... <laughs> She's doing the most with the look. Um, I understand that it's essential to burn the building with the look, but I don't like it. Next up is Tamisha Iman. And she's giving like this hair fantasy with like silver, um, like glitter and jewels everywhere. It's a good look from Tamisha, a good solid look. And it makes it even better knowing that I am like, no, I. What, what is this about me? Nothing. It just makes me more happy that she makes all of her looks. Probably 99% of her looks. Like, it. that's, that's, that, that, it goes to show that, you know, bitches is really creative. So, next up, we have, um, Kamara Hall. 
And I think that this is another designer look. Uh, I'm trying to wait for her to say the designer, but it's, I don't like the hair. Apparently it's wet hair. Uh, with a vintage Mugler dress on. Mugler, whatever. With Swarovski crystals on it. Oh my God, Kimura loves a good label. She loves her Mackie. She loves her Mugler, all of that. But the look is good. I just don't like the hair. And next up, we have Utica, and she's giving me, like, this enchanted, Disney enchanted, like, witch, like, with a, she, all she, all she was missing was her cauldron, literally. This was a really, really good look, um, like I said, solid, 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 solid performance from all of the girls with the mini challenge runway, with the exception of Kamara, I just, you know, whatever. So, Utica was the last girl on the runway for the mini challenge. And, yeah, that's just that. So, next, we move on. And, basically, we, you know, see them come back into the workroom. They have to de-drag out of all of that. Then, Mother Rue comes in. And she announces what the main challenge is. Basically, the main challenge is the queens have the right and choreograph their own verses to her hit song phenomenon from the rupaul's drag race las vegas live residency show and yeah we move on from that and we go to the queen sitting around everybody's like okay like who's a choreographer everybody's talking about their strengths and we see tamisha kind of playing the Elliot role of last episode in the sense that she doesn't want to be too boastful or open about her strengths because she doesn't really want to be... Well, no, her reasoning is actually different this episode. She is being really, really open and transparent about the fact that she is not up to par with the ladies as far as age and, you know, energy goes on the stage. So she doesn't want to be in charge of that. And also, they have this conversation about Tamisha and her age. Like, Tamisha's 49. She's the oldest queen this season. She's competed in over 200 pageants. She's won at least over 95. She has biological children. She has drag children. She has a dynasty. She has a legacy. She's the matriarch of the Iman family. And it's just like, she really is a queen. Like, she is a queen. A queen. Like, she's literally a queen. So, basically... Like I was saying before, she kind of does the Elliot thing, but her reasoning was different to Elliot. It was more like, it was more honest. It was more like wholesome to Elliot. Elliot kind of just didn't want to be responsible for the fall of the choreography if there was going to be one person delegated for that fall, which there wasn't because at the end of the day, you can teach the choreography, but it's up to the girl who's learning it to execute it, to do it, to perform it, to sell it with the song that she's lip syncing to. Yeah, period. So, we're going to move to the stage, the main stage. Uh, So, the girls get on there. And, basically, we have too, too, too many, too many. Like, basically, we have too many leaders. And it's just like, too many leaders, not enough followers. It got too hectic. That was the sound of the um rehearsal section then we move on to okay the girls are getting ready for the performance in the runway and we hear some highlights of this of 
you know this is we talk a little bit more about Tamisha and her life but we get a good understanding of Kamora and like you know her whole dichotomy of her drag life so apparently she doesn't really do drag that much at home because of her relationship with her um boyfriend her boyfriend doesn't really like the drag so he she he she 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 tries her hardest to separate her drag life from her home life and she also her parents also don't know that she do drag so it's just kind of like you know she's not a full-time drag queen and it's just like she only does drag like once or twice a month so it's just kind of you know she wants to do that full drag but she wants to keep her home and you know all that life you know happy wholesome she wants to keep her home happy and i don't blame her but also it's just like you can't run away from the things you want to do in life because of someone who doesn't approve and my whole thing is i don't think you should be with somebody who doesn't approve of your lifestyle 100 percent, because that can um transpire in future like instances when you know you're not really considering it at the time but your partner is it's just like yeah so basically Next up, we move on to the runway. We no, actually, I want to talk about Tamisha talking about the late great iconic Tendi Iman Dupree. Um, Tendi Iman Dupree is Tamisha Iman's baby girl, her daughter, her drag daughter, and basically, yeah, she's a legend. And if you haven't seen her video of her performing that song where she dropped out of the ceiling as wonder woman you're missing out because that video is iconic not even because of the drop well it is because of the drop but she kept that momentum up moving forward with the choreography just the energy i love it so next we have rupaul on the runway as an orange dream an orange dream the good Here we go with the mumbo jumbo again. My words tied up. Come on, DeAndre. This is a good episode. Let's get into it. So, the judges of this week are Ross Matthews, Michelle Visage, and Nicole Byer. I love Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer is just like the gift that keeps on giving. Similar to the likes of um, Leslie Jones. I think that I could compare her to Leslie Jones as far as energy and just like the, the gift that keeps on giving, honey. So yeah, girlfriend. Let's get into these performances. Uh, so basically, like I said, they're performing the um the Drag Race Live. If you hear my remote clicking, I'm trying to freaking get it to the point. I don't have notes this episode. I'm sorry. I'm really really sorry. Like I really I, I watched it last night. I could have did it without watching it, but it just would have been mumbo jumbo. So yeah, we have phenomena. I'm gonna play it a little bit for y'all here. First up is Denali. Move aside, it's your girl Denali. She's called as high hotter than the tamale. Um, Denali's verse was literally like comparable to the likes of Shay and Limit as far as Rapturous goes. She did the dancing, she did all that. Um yeah. She ate it. Ten out of ten. Next up, Joey J. Didn't like her look, which I'm not judging looks. Let me not judge looks. Um loved her verse a little bit. 
Um, I did like her verse. I liked her little wig question air in the part. Um, yeah. I love, love, love Joey J's verse. Um, seven out of ten, though. Next up, we have the little intermission flag choreography. Um, it's a phenomenon. It will live on and on. It's a phenomenon. It will... Don't even know the lyrics. This was a better, 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 better joint than the last one. So next up we have from the house of Hall, Chicago's Mackie Dog, Kamora Hall. Horrible, horrible, horrible verse. The verse was so trash. No choreography. Two out of ten for effort. Next up is Rosé. <laughs> Rosé's verse literally was like music to my ears. And I'm going to play it for you guys. That's how good it was. Denali's was just as good. But she didn't sing. And I love a good singer. So here's Rosé's verse. Um, Yeah. Not here, but here. I fucking love it. Like, ah, I just loved it. I 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 loved it. So now we're hitting another little intermission part. So many intermissions, so many choruses. Can we just get the verses? Like, literally, 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 literally. Okay, so next up is Tamisha Iman. It's here for you to show you the 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 um, Tamisha, when she hopped on the damn mic, it sounded like a, vo a Vogue commentator, like, at a bar or something. And I loved her, um, I loved her, loved her lyrics. Similar to her Pleasure Principle lip sync, I feel like she holds back as far as choreography goes. And I feel like she's scared to do all out because of, like, her age. But I know she still has that in her. So next up is Utica, and I loved her verse. I loved her verse. I loved her verse. I loved her verse. Tamisha gets a 10 out of 10. Utica gets a 9 out of 10. Just because she, I don't know, 9 out of 10, whatever. So that's that for the, um, like, that's that for the performances. I can honestly say that this group of girls is way, way better than, like, the first episode as far as the okay not the runway like the actual runway but the mini challenge runway and the performance so much better so next up we have the runway first up denali and she's giving like this white. She says it's an Iris Van Herpen inspired. It's a little bit um muted Iris Van Herpen. I would know because Iris Van Herpen is one of my favorite designers. Well, it's not white, it's lavender actually, but it just looks like toilet paper. She sells it though, it does, but it just could have been it could have been constructed a little bit more better. It kind of looks arts and craftsy. She describes it as like women of the future. No, women of the past. Let's talk about it. Next up, we have Joey J. And Joey J is giving like this sheer French black like cat suit with like uh like a um I don't, what do you 
call it a poncho, like a overlay. What do you call the thing that you put over the bathing suit? She has that, but it's like sheer. It's cool. She has a nice headband on. I like the shoes. It's a nice cohesive look. 10 out of 10. Denali also gets a 7 out of 10. Forgot to score that. Next up, we have Kamora Hall. Um, I didn't really go up for this look the way that she is. I like the cape on it. It's Bob Mackie inspired. I don't like the hair. Um, the hair is really, really big. It's too big. It's like pageant hair, but like times 10. She has these big ass earrings on and I think she's an 8 out of 10. The outfit is not bad. It's just not like how everybody's just like, oh, she ate the runway yet. No, mind you, the runways this episode weren't that good, but whatever. We're going to be fair. Next up is Rosé and Similar to her nighttime look for the mini challenge, I had to learn to love this look. I had to learn to love this look. It's like both of the fabrics are sheer, but the fabric that she has with these billowing like things that she's holding is like a tool, but the actual outfit is made of plastic. So the, the contrast between the two materials was too too harsh which is why i feel like she should have lost the billowing like little things that she was holding on to because she didn't really add to her look at all seven out of ten next up is tamisha iman oh my god like literally a serve like literally a serve she literally served us up with this gown oh my god it's like took it in at the waist it has this nice thing jetting out the top and the bottom it's like this nice gold fabric with all these shiny details on it she looks amazing from head to toe hair 10 makeup 10 accessories 10 dress 10 shoes 10 freaking walk 10 10 10 out of 10 definitely definitely wow first of all this is the runway rerun where we enter shit i freaking forgot how can i forget my thing that i made Tamisha was it. Next up, we have Utica. Don't really like the look. I feel like it's too muted, too subdued. Like the makeup, though. Like the concept. Don't get the rose in her hair. Um, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, I'm just not really feeling it. So, so if I have to rewind the runway, since we are on the runway rewind, and I didn't really enter shit the looks, um, we can just say that um denali was it it i'll give her it joey j was it it um everybody got it except denali yeah right no whoa except utica everybody got it except utica definitely 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 so basically judges critiques um denali they love her they love her. Blase, blase. I hate talking about the judges' critiques. I really do. I hate talking about other people critiquing people that I just critiqued. But they loved her. Um, yeah, they loved her. And they loved her. They loved her. Next up is Joey J. They kind of um, talk about the hair. Well, Michelle talks about the hair. And they love the outfit. They like the performance. Yeah. Next up, they have Kamora. They basically said that they don't like the fact that they didn't see any personality from her. They kind of just saw a mannequin with a clothes on it. And that's kind of what they got from her verse, too. 
And overall, for the rest of the girls, um, I'm not going to talk about them. I'm only going to talk about Tamisha Iman because she's my queen. They kind of really, like, Tamisha Iman did a good job of bringing her legacy to the show. Talking about Tandy Iman Dupree. Talking about, like, if Tandy Iman was alive, she would have been one of the Rue girls. And it's just like, ugh, I love Tamisha. I literally teared up while listening to her talk. So, with that being said... The girls get sent to the backstage for the judges further, further, further deliberation. And when the girls get back, we find out that Denali and who was that? Denali and <laughs> Denali and Rose are the top two of the week. Lip syncing to "If You Seek a Me" by Britney Spears for a cash tip of five thousand dollars. Um. I love the love the love Denali in this lip sync. She had choreography, face, kicks, splits, dips, all of that. All of that. Rose came with the tired ass same dip we saw her do twice already. No shade, Rose. She can lip sync in the face, but she needs to get that body coordination down. So Denali is the winner of the lip sync and you know, they find out that Next week, heads will roll. The competition starts, and we get a sneak peek of the next episode. Basically, when they leave this main stage, they go to the back and they meet the queens, and that is where this season really starts. And this is where I'm going to end off this episode of Standard Definition, where we talk about the now and the before and the later, and we RuPaul's. <sighs> I can't talk whatever. Goodbye. Be breezy.